Good evening, everyone. Pastor Todd Black here with the Turning Point Free Will Baptist Church. We are so glad and honored that you tuned in for a moment in the Word tonight as we bring you our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, let us do go to the Lord in prayer. First and foremost, we do have some very special unspoken requests that need to be addressed tonight, and God knows all about that. And if you have a special request that needs to be remembered, uh, we encourage you to put it in the comment box below. If you're watching on Facebook tonight, uh, we are available on my Facebook page, the Turning Point Facebook page, a Roku channel, and our custom app. If you would like to have our app, uh, you can watch our services live and the archive services from the app. Uh, it's a very simple platform, and uh, you just go to your app store and download Turning Point SC, the app, search for that, and uh, you will be able to stay up to date on all the happenings at the Turning Point Free Will Baptist Church here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, we're so glad that you're tuned in once again tonight. Let's do remember all these unspoken requests. And as we go to God in prayer, let's pray that the Lord will bless the reading of his word and the time together tonight as we break open the bread of life. Our Father in heaven, God in Jesus' name, Lord, as we come to you tonight with humble hearts and humble spirits, God, I pray in the lovely name of Jesus, dear God, that you would come upon the scene for these special prayer requests. Oh God, so many people tonight are hurting so many are discouraged and so many need help. But Father, we know without a shadow of a doubt, God, that you're still on the throne and that you're still alive. And God, we're depending on you, Lord, to make intercession and come in, Lord, to the lives of those that are lost, the lives of those that need prayers answered. And God, the lives of those Christians that may be grown cold on you tonight. Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of your word. God bless each and every prayer request that's offered up to you tonight. God, I pray you continue to bless my family, keep us safe, and I'll forever be thankful for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask and pray. Amen and amen. Again, let me say thank you for joining our broadcast today. And uh, I just want to give you a couple of announcements. Uh, we reopened our church this past Sunday uh, for our morning worship service and our evening worship service. It went off without a hitch. We had a, a, a pretty good attendance. Of course, we still have some that are afraid to get out and that is completely understandable, especially some of our elderly and some of our uh, younger folks and middle-aged folks that are looking over elderly parents. Uh, they don't want to carry anything back to them. I do understand that. We're living in a different day, a different hour, different time right now. But uh, praise God, I'm hoping that everything will get back to normal here pretty soon. So let's continue to pray about that. Uh, but this coming Sunday, the 24th of May, our worship service in the morning will be at 11 a.m. Lord, being my helper, I will bring you a message that will be built around my testimony uh, with COVID-19. I had a battle with COVID-19 back at the end of March, early April, and uh, I want to share with you the complete story and how God spoke to me there in that hospital room. And uh, folks, I should not be here today, 
but by the graces of God, I'm sitting here today, standing, preaching, sitting, preaching, bringing you the word of God, and I am so happy that the Lord uh, showed favor upon this preacher to allow me to hang around uh, for a little while longer. So uh, you pray for that service at 11 a.m. We'll have some good singing, a prayer time, and we'll have the word of God as well as we share that testimony in the way of the preached word of God. Uh, we will also have our evening service at 6 p.m., and we would encourage you to come out, back out for that as well. Well, preacher, can we wear a mask? Sure you can if you'd like to, but let me say that we keep our church very clean, we keep it sanitized, and we're doing the very best that we can uh, to keep everyone well. And uh, so we do appreciate you that have been attending uh, this past week and hope that you come this coming week. Mm, listen to this, if you are not attending church anywhere, if you'd like to uh, be a part of a great growing church for a coming Lord, let me ask you to visit with us there at Turning Point Church. We're located at 104 Fairview Church Road in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, you'll have to love us one way or the other. Our folks, are, I believe, are the best in the world. And so uh, we pray for one another. We pull for one another. We care for one another. We sometimes chastise one another because we want our folks to grow in the goodness and graces of God. We don't have to do much of the chastising though because God does that for us, amen. Um, but uh, we'll, hey listen, as your pastor, I'll let you know when you're wrong and I'll let you know uh, when you're right. I'll try to brag on you, lift you up, help you, but it goes back to the word of God, preach the word of God, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. So that's what we try to do there with a servant's heart at the Turning Point uh, Free Will Baptist Church. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, I encourage you to turn tonight to the book of Luke. The book of Luke chapter number 16. Uh, uh, some very familiar scriptures tonight. We'll begin reading with verse number 19. Uh, you know the story very well of Lazarus and the rich man. Now this message may not be exactly uh, what you might think it would be tonight. I'll be honest with you, the Lord has spoken to my heart since Sunday about this message, and uh, I, I don't have a note, I don't have an outline, I don't have a, um, a, a platformed message, if you will, drawn out in front of me. I just want to share my heart with you tonight, and I know when God does that, it's sometimes the best that we can do and uh, the, you'll hear some of the best preaching, the best, the best word of God uh, coming from the lips of the man of God, if you will, uh, as he is in full control and as he speaks to our heart tonight. Uh, as we began to uh, look at the COVID-19 that began to take place and come in, you know, February, March, and uh, we looked at the shutdowns that began to take place at the end of March, and we began to uh, think that, uh, you know, this was God's way. Of course, everything has to pass through God's hands, right? So this was God's way of getting a lot of people's attentions. Um, this may have been the way that God was going to use, uh, or the means that God was going to use to bring Christians closer uh, this may have been the means of the way that God was trying to get to the lost person to uh, allow conviction to go to their heart to where they will come to be a Christian and be saved. Uh, we thought that when we reopened our doors that 
People would just maybe flood in and search for God and be hungry for God. And uh, the preachers were praying for that. They were praying, well, you know, this may be the way that God brings one uh, great last revival to the land. Well, we became very disappointed in that because the reports that I'm hearing, that is not true at all. And well, what do you mean, preacher? Well, what I mean is this. I believe that the enemy has used this quarantine to discourage a lot of people. I believe the enemy has used this quarantine uh, to uh, sway people to be carnal as far as Christians and, and the lost, it apparently hasn't affected a whole lot. And that's not God's fault because we have a will of whether we're going to choose to be saved, whether we're going to walk with the righteous or walk with the world. And uh, I chose January 3 of 93 to walk with the righteous. And um, as I got reports this week and I've gotten prayer requests this week from people from our own church, people from other churches, through their pastor, of course, uh, to help pray. And I began to think, I was like, man, this has turned out to be nothing what we expected it to be as far as uh, the church world, if you will. Well, preacher, explain uh, what you mean. Well, the, the, the studies are correct that they began to show, you know, everyone was worried about the virus, but they also said the cost of, of um, uh, slowing down this virus may be more than what the actual virus is itself. And I understand what they're meaning because domestic violence is up the last eight weeks or so. Divorce rates are going up the last eight weeks or so. Drug use is going up the last eight weeks or so. Alcohol abuse are going up. People have got so much time on their hands that they don't know what to do with it. The government's paid them pretty much to stay at home and now the people do not know what to do with themselves. They're staying online, which may lead to uh, rekindling an old flame. And an old flame doesn't need to be rekindled uh, when you're married tonight, amen? Fornication and adultery is still a sin. Uh, people uh, have trying to, they're sitting around, they're so bored, they're turning to alcohol, they get depressed, they turn to alcohol, which is a depressant in itself. And my friends, that just makes things worse or more worse. Uh, people are uh, turning and getting addicted to pain medications and marriages are falling apart at the seams. And folks, I'm here to tell you tonight, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm not just talking about a particular church. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to reveal to you what churches have talked to me or the people that have talked to me. It's, it's really none of nobody's concern. But you do need to pray for those people. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God is the answer. God is the answer. And, and what I've noticed at the Turning Point Church this past Sunday was this. Uh, and I made the comment before church and, and during church, and I'm going to make it again tonight, seven weeks away from corporate worship, seven weeks away from corporate prayer, seven weeks away from the house of God will either make you hungry for the Word of God or it will make you cold and backslidden on God. And for a lost sinner, it'll either get your attention and draw you back in or draw you in to be saved, or it may even take you further away. And I'm afraid that the negative has been the greatest response. So I want to look at the Word of God and 
Hey, listen, pastors, don't be discouraged today because of what I'm saying. It's just a reality of the Word of God that is coming true, and I'm fixing to prove it here in Luke chapter 16, beginning at verse 19. And we'll read that in just a moment. Don't be discouraged. Continue to follow God. Continue to pull on the full armor of God and allow God to rescue your ministry. Allow God to rescue the sinner. Listen, we can present the gospel. We can live our life. We can live our testimony. We can plead. We can beg for people to get their hearts right with God. But until the Holy Ghost of God convicts them and they decide that they're going to serve God or be a better Christian or get closer to God, nothing's going to change in their life no matter what's happening in the world around us today. Preacher, do you believe uh, uh, these are the end days? Uh, well, we're in the end times, the end days, if you will, in a certain sense. But listen, we're still here, so we're not in the tribulation. Well, before the tribulation comes, uh, we're getting out of here by the way of the rapture of the church. So don't worry about that. We're still here. And if you're saved, uh, you're still safe. Amen? But that doesn't mean that you are immune to difficulties. I know preachers that have had difficulties. I've known great friends with difficulties. I've known preachers that are battling some of the greatest battles that they've ever fought in their life. And it's happening because of the lack of corporate worship, fellowship, and prayer. As we turn to the Word of God tonight, I want to look at Luke chapter number 16 and verse number 19. And Jesus here is giving us a word. If you have a red letter edition, you know this is Jesus speaking. Many people think it's a parable. I do not believe it's a parable because He is calling names. All the rest of the parables, He doesn't call a legal name in here in the Word of God. Legal names are called. The rich man and the beggar is the story. You know it well. But I want to pull out one particular piece of scripture to come to you tonight in our study. The Bible says there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. This is a proof tonight from the word of God that he was a highfalutin rich man, if you will, and fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gate full of sores. So picture this, a man that has uh, uh, got plenty, he's rich, and apparently inside that gate is where he abides, and inside his uh, probably mansion, if you will, and this uh, man named Lazarus, who is a beggar, uh, sitting at his gate full of sores, really beginning to beg. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores once again look at that scripture the dogs came and licked his sores the dogs hey if he was on the other side with the rich man if he had a sore he would have royal servants coming to take care of him this beggar was in a bad situation Verse 22, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. 
This tells us many things today. In hell, you're going to have a sense of where you could have been. But you're going to be tormented in the flame. Listen to verse number 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Wow. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. In other words, once you get there, you're not leaving. Whether it be a place called heaven, you're there, you're there. You go to hell, you're there, you're there. For eternity, my friend. For eternity. And beside all this, that great gulf was fixed. But listen to verse number 27. Then he said, I pray thy father that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. Send who? Send Lazarus. He's already in Abraham's bosom. He can't leave. But listen to the word of God. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place of torment. People in hell today are begging God to send somebody from heaven to tell them that they don't want to go to this place called hell. Newsflash, it's already happened. God sent his only begotten son and they still do not believe. Jesus was crucified, buried, and resurrected from the dead. Pierces hearts today and they still do not believe. Let's follow the scripture. Verse number 28 again. I have five brethren that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment. Hell's not a good place, my friend. Matter of fact, it's the worst place that anyone could ever be or spend eternity. Heaven's where you want to be. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. John the Baptist stepped off the side of the river Jordan. As he's preaching, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was the forerunner of the Christ. The Christ came along six months after that, my friend, them being cousins, uh, and preached uh, and told the people about salvation. He was the resurrection. He was the life. No one can come to the Father but by him. But people still rejected him then, and they reject him today. He said, nay, Father Abraham, if one came from the dead, they'll repent. No, they're not. And look at verse 31, it proves that. He said unto them, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded that one rose from the dead. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying today, that God could resurrect an individual from the grave in front of a lost person today and it still may not make a difference. 
I'm saying today that God could open up the earth. Uh, people could look down into hell, uh, uh, see the fiery flames of hell. Uh, they could see the worm that dieth not. Uh, they could see uh, uh, the torment. Uh, they could see the terrible catastrophe of the flames that never are quenched. Uh, the thirst, the pleading with God uh, to get them out. It's not going to make a whole lot of difference. Are you serious, preacher? I'm here to tell you that's what the Word of God says. It says it. And see, we preach and we preach and we preach and, and sometimes we get discouraged because the lost person won't move. The Spirit of God begins to dwell with them. But my friend, you remember the book of Genesis. The Bible says the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. We have to make sure tonight that the Holy Ghost of God begins to draw us to a place of salvation. And when it draws us, my friend, you're ready to be saved. You're ready to experience God's grace, unmerited favor, something that uh, uh, you're not deserving of, but yet God gives it to you free of charge tonight. And that's what I think tonight about the virus and us as preachers, me included, I was probably uh, deceived by the enemy, if you will, to believe that this virus would make a big difference in people's lives. As Christians, uh, they'll no longer be carnal and halfway faithful. Uh, uh, they'll get all the way in uh, with, the, with the church and uh, uh, be faithful unto the house of God. No. No, I don't see it making much of a change. Oh, but preacher, there'll be some that come that used to didn't come. Maybe so. Let's see how long that'll last. Remember 9-11? Some of you do. Uh, uh, people were gathering in the house of God. People getting right with God on 9-11. They're ready to get in. They're thinking that this is the end. The very next week, they're back out in the world. Everything's back to normal. They don't really care. People want to use God as a spare tire. In other words, they want to use Him when they need Him. I need Him every day, my friend. Whether you're lost or saved, you need Him every day of your life. We need the church and the living God every day of our life. We need each other. We need to depend on each other. You that are the saint of God, you that are saved today, you that are the preacher today, you're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. We're in this thing together. We're going to a land whose builder and maker is God. Saved by the grace of God. And see, I was deceived. Many preachers were deceived. We were all talking one day. Oh, this is going to make a difference in the world. God is trying to wake people up. And maybe He was. But you've got a free will to choose tonight if you're going to be awake and serve the Lord or serve the gods of this world. Plain and simple. As I look past these seven weeks that we didn't have corporate worship, I've seen people grow cold. I've seen people backslide on God. I've seen people uh, turn their backs away from God. Now, now listen, don't, don't be so naive to believe that I'm talking about people that didn't come to our church Sunday. Listen, a lot of people didn't come because they're still concerned about the virus. Understandable. Some were elderly, didn't want to come. Understandable. Some had small children, didn't want to come. Understandable. Some have taken care of parents. Understandable. I get it. But what about those people that when all this broke out and the thousands of people started dying, I believe the death toll today is over 90,000. We're headed toward 100,000. 
And they are promising God, I'm going to be faithful, Lord. I'm going to get in, God. And those that I know that have said, you know what, preacher, it's time for me to get my heart right with God. I'll be in church Sunday. You never do see them. You never do see them. You know, I believe if the rapture occurred right now, here in the next uh, uh, six minutes, I guess it would be, here at 7.30 tonight, if the rapture came, it would be too late to get saved then. It would be too late to give your heart to God. Oh, preacher, you mean you, you pre-trib? I hope to tell you God's not appointed His people to wrath and God's going to take His people out of here before all that takes place. Oh, but preacher, you had the virus. You almost died. Yes, I did. And I asked God, why? Then I'm reminded, He's never left the righteous forsaken or His seed begging bread. And God spoke to my heart and said, you've got a testimony. Add that to it. Because it could change somebody's life. And I'm excited about delivering that message this coming Sunday. I'm going to begin to put all of my thoughts together. Maybe even tonight. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited about what God's going to use that message for and with. But I'm so afraid tonight that people are not being convicted the way they used to be. They're not being, they're not, there's no concern in the life and hearts of the Christian. There's no concern about the lost if they're going to hell or not. Listen, we should be packing the house of God. Oh, but preacher, we've got a social distance and we've got... Listen, don't worry about that. Hell is a whole lot worse than COVID-19. It's a whole lot worse. Matter of fact, there's nothing any worse than a place called hell. Do you hear me tonight? There's no other place worse than that place called hell. We have to understand and know we've got to do everything we can do to get people under the sound of the gospel and the power of the Holy Ghost of God. Listen, liquor stores are not essential. <laughs> Yet they're staying open all across the land while churches are closed down. Abortion clinics are not essential. And matter of fact, that's murder. But yet they were open. Churches were closed down in many places. I thank God that South Carolina never did close theirs. We have a governor and we have leadership down in Columbia that believe in the First Amendment, amen, that we have a right to worship and fellowship and worship our God together corporately. Well, preacher, you were closed down for seven months. I sure was. That's because uh, I had that thing. <laughs> and then we had people in the church that had it as well. We didn't want to spread it. We wanted to make sure it was gone. We wanted to make sure that it was out of here. And God performed miracles on every one of them that were in our church. They all lived, including me. Preacher, what are you talking about? Hey, listen, we had probably 17 or better in our church, maybe 20 that had this virus. I know I'm missing some tonight as I think about it. And you mean you're going, yes, we're going back. You can't live your life in fear. You have to live your life in faith. And faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who saved you and who will save you if you're lost tonight. I'm so concerned because I know I've got family tonight that is strung out on alcohol and drugs that were raised better and that knows better. I've got friends that I know were at one time on fire for God that are discouraged tonight discouraged because of this or that. 
And all of it floats around uh, the reasoning of, uh, uh, it all surrounds the reasoning of uh, being away from corporate worship. The devil uh, is the one that was behind the driving of all of that to get you out of the house of God. And people say, oh, but missing the house of God is not going to harm me. Yes, it does. Once you miss one Sunday, my friend, one Wednesday, one Sunday night, one Sunday school service, you begin uh, to feel comfortable in your own spiritual skin uh, and it becomes easier for you to miss. All of a sudden, you become carnal. All of a sudden, you're mixing the world in with your church life. You're accepting things into your life that you wouldn't normally do because you're not hearing it preached against. You're not reading the Word of God. You're not praying like you should. Listen, we need to get back on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got vision. We've got the plan at our church. We're ready to move forward, but we've got to have people on board inside living right for God to where we can accomplish the goals that God has set for us. Would you tonight think about this? The time's coming. It's going to be soon that Jesus is coming. Well, how do you know, preacher? Well, look, the Bible says in the last day there'll be turmoil. There'll be pestilences, plagues, Earthquakes, volcanoes, storms. Listen, all of that is taking a place all across the world. Not just here in America. It's and I'm not listen, I'm not here to paint you doom and gloom. I'm here to tell you the God's honest truth tonight. It is doom and gloom. We're in a bad shape. Unemployment rates at record highs. And let me say this right quick. Don't blame the president. The president ain't have nothing to do with this. He's trying his best to get us out of this mess, but I can tell you right now, there ain't but one that can get us out of this mess, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ Himself stepping out onto nothing and saying, Peace be still, the lost sinner coming and being saved, and the Christian holding to their faith, being faithful to the final days. Oh, my friend, I hope that this message has spoke to your heart. If you're lost today and you don't know Christ is your Savior, you need to repent. It's as easy as saying, Father, Lord, forgive me of the sinner in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm sorry I've sinned against you. Lord, write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Save my soul from an eternal burning hell. Any form of that prayer and say it in Jesus' name. And then say amen, let it be done. God will save your soul tonight if you're convicted. If you've become carnal or if you've become cold as a Christian, why don't you go in your prayer closet tonight, claim John 1, 9. You know what the scripture says. He is faithful and just to forgive you. And my friend, come to church and go to your church wherever it is Sunday and be on fire for God. This world is full of trouble. This world is full of disappointments. This world is full of problems. We're not exempt from none of that. We all have them today. 
Preacher, you mean you have a perfect family? No, I don't. Do you mean every day's a bed of roses? No, it's not. Do you mean you go through troubles and trials and fires? I surely do, every day. But I love my wife. I love my family. I want to try to do what's biblically right to, within me to where it operates according to thus saith the word of God. But preacher, you're just being too spiritual tonight. Listen, I'm not being too spiritual. I'm wanting us to get our hearts right with the Lord. I'm wanting to deliver a message that will powerfully change others tonight. Oh, well, preacher, why do you want to do that? Because souls are hanging in the balance. It's either heaven or hell. And it's up to you. You're either going to be faithful to the Word of God or unfaithful. You're either going to be faithful in prayer or unfaithful. You're either going to be faithful in your church attendance or unfaithful. You're either going to be faithful to your church and pastor or you're not. Listen, your pastors are not God today. We're not. But we should be led by the Spirit of God. And we should deliver the messages that are delivered to us by the power of God. Through the power. Folks, let me say this before we tune out tonight. God's not mad at you because you're halfway backslid or that you're lost. God loves you. This preacher loves you. The church loves you. And we need to be as close to him as we can tonight. Why? Because we all need help. How do we get it? We go to Him. Let's pray tonight. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I've done exactly what You had me to do, what You wanted me to say. And Lord, I'm thankful for Your Word, thankful for Your people. And Lord, I know that the devil has tried to take this and ruin many a lives. Many homes, many churches, many a people. But God, I know that you can take what the devil meant for evil and make it good. Lord, I'm praying for all the churches across this world that they'll continue to stand for the gospel. The evangelists that travel this world that are struggling today, may we continue to support them. May we continue to support mission works across the world that are getting here. Oh God, be with Carlisle Hannah. Who, they're dealing over there not only with his sickness, but uh, they're, they're dealing with the, the COVID-19 epidemic. And then now a typhoon has hit the land there where they live. Oh God, we pray you'd protect them and keep them safe. God, for our friends that have grown cold, oh Lord, may they feel like Jeremiah tonight with a fire shut up in their bones and they could not stay in that place in which they are tonight. God, may you save that lost soul. Bring convicting power tonight. Lord, now thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Folks, let me remind you, 11 o'clock, this coming Sunday morning, we will be there at the Turning Point Free Will Baptist Church, located at 104 Fairview Church Road in Spartanburg, South Carolina. You're welcome to attend clean facility, people are friendly, and we can even do that from afar, if you know what I mean. But people will be there, 
We want you to be there. We opened up this past week. We want you to come. 11 a.m. We don't have any small group sessions going on right now like Sunday school or children's church require, but we do have church worship going on at 11 and at 6. The Lord continues to lead and the Lord being my helper. At 11 o'clock Sunday morning, I'm going to deliver a message that I hope will stir your heart, that I hope will encourage your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ about my ordeal in the hospital with COVID-19 and what God spoke to me and how God brought me through it. I'm also going to uh, let you know about others there in the church that uh, have uh, uh, fought this virus and fought this battle and, and other miracles that have taken place in people's lives. And we want you to come. We want you to come be a part of the church service. And then on the 31st, we're going to have a celebration of mothers. We're going to be giving away a $50 gift card to a special mother that day. And by the way of a drawing, but also uh, just to honor them, but we're also going to be honoring the First Lady, uh, Brother John Tidd, a great man of God that I love dearly to this day. He's already over with the Lord. And he made Mother's Day a special day every year just for the pastor's wife. They'd come around, hug her neck, give her cards. I know we may not do the hugging neck thing, but hey, you can bring her some cards, let her know that you love Miss Tina. Uh, she's a great pastor's wife, and I believe anybody... Uh, that goes to our church, attends our church, will admit to that, will agree to that. She does a whole lot of work behind the scenes. No one ever sees her due, and uh, she gets her due on the 31st. We thank you so much for tuning in. Be with us. Join us inside the sanctuary at Turning Point Free Will Baptist Church this coming Sunday, 11 o'clock worship, 6 o'clock. Next week, we'll be right here from the old church pew at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. God bless you all. And have a wonderful, blessed week in the Lord. And allow the message to penetrate your heart and your soul. God bless. We'll either see you there or in the air. Signing off for now, Pastor Todd. Turning Point Free Will Baptist Church. God bless you.